With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. If you're actually listening to this episode right now, you should know something. Nebraska lost at home to Minnesota 24-17, losing as double-digit favorites at home for the second time this year. You still around? Well, good. Well, we'll break down the upcoming game against Ruggers in a little bit, uh, plus some Husker notes to touch on. But let's get into this Minnesota game. Tyler, what are your overall thoughts here? You know, I, I joked to you guys, uh, you know, I was out of town this weekend watching the game and I was joking about the podcast this week is like, can you just take my comments I've said before and plug it? Because I really do feel like this is the same game we've seen a lot. Um, you know, we we find a way to lose. We just find that way. Um, and every, you know, it, it's it's painful. Derek, what do you think of this game here? Well, yeah, I mean, it was a heartbreaker, you know. We, uh, t- like Tyler said, we just found ways to lose, uh, you know. And Justin, I know we've had this conversation in previous games. It's like it's that one or two plays that lose the game for you. You have Adrian Martinez overthrow Wondell Robinson by two steps. Easy touchdown if he catches it, but it's overthrown. You got Cam Taylor Britt with a targeting penalty that essentially gives uh, Minnesota first and goal with a little no time left in the second half or first half. And instead of getting a field goal and being up 14 to 13, you're now down 17 to 14. Uh, it's, it's just those one little plays here and there. Uh, and again, it's a game that I, I think the defense played well enough to win. And, and somehow we couldn't score on the worst defense in the Big Ten. So, Derek, you kind of... Uh, stopped answering text messages uh, Saturday and Sunday in the group text, right? So did this game bother you that much? Yeah. It, it did. did? Okay. Yeah. Tyler, did this loss bother you? I mean, it bothered me. Um, here, Here's what bothered me is, is I'm just, I was just shocked. Not that we lost. I mean, that, that was obviously shocking, but the manner of which we saw, I just couldn't wrap my head around a Minnesota defense that had showed no life all season, that our offense was that anemic. Um, all the bad breaks that went our way, and we can talk about them, maybe we will, but you know, Derek hit on some of them. Just all the bad breaks that went our way, and then you know, ultimately failure to execute and getting out coached uh, again by PJ Fleck. Just it sucks. I, I don't I, I now I won't say this sky is falling after this loss. I don't know if this is a 
oh my God, this is the worst loss Nebraska's ever seen. I don't think this is even in my top five or six worst losses under Frost, but um, it's a bad loss. It's a bad loss, and it's a game that we should have won. For me, for some reason, these losses, maybe I'm getting used to it by now, right? We've seen a lot of losses over the last six years, ever since Mike Riley came up. Uh, these losses aren't bothering me like they used to. Losses used to ruin my day. And I know they still bother Derek a lot. But I'm like, you know, we lost this game. It's like, damn it. Well, we lost again. And it they don't bother me anymore. And that's kind of... I, it's a weird point because they used to bother me a lot. A lot when we would lose. Now it's just... It's like, okay. Just another... We're so used to it. Uh, let's uh, dig into this offense here. You, you talk about it being anemic. Uh, elaborate more on that offense, Tyler. Well, you know, you, you saw the beginning of the game. The first quarter, we went th- – the first three drives, we had 23 yards. Um, you know, we started with uh, all too familiar backwards pass that ended up being a fumble and and then backwards. And then the second quarter, we figured it out. Um you know, we had two really good drives. Adrian Martinez was looking very sharp and decisive and good running the ball. Um, you know, and then the second half happened and Minnesota made some defensive adjustments. Um, you know, I, I had a chance and, you know, kind of looked at this a little bit, but what it looked like to me is they went press coverage one-on-one with every wide receiver and kept the safety over the top of Wandale and just dared our wide receivers to beat or and tight ends to beat the guys deep and dared Adrian Martinez to put the ball on the money, neither of which we were able to do with any sort of consistency. Um, and ultimately our offense sputtered. Um, we really, you know, we had a couple drives in the second half where we put up some yards, but ultimately just not what we should have been able to do against that defense. And then that's what happened. Derek, what do you think about the offense? You know, I don't know. We we ran the ball pretty well. Shit, we we averaged five and a half yards a carry on thirty off thirty six carries. I don't know. I would say you should have just kept running it, but we ran it thirty six times. I, I mean, that's not like you didn't run, try to run the ball. And you're getting five and a half yards a carry is not bad. It's just again, you 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 just can't recover from any bad thing that happens with this offense. I can't figure out how we can't ever seem to recover. We have a touchdown that gets called back for a holding, and we can't do anything after that. We're just done. It's just you just they just want to kick the field goal after that penalty because they would have saved some time, and you knew you weren't going to move the ball because we were ten yards back further back. The uh, on offense, what were some of the good things that we saw out of this team, Derek? Again, we ran the ball well. Uh, Wondell Robinson continues to be a stud. Adrian Martinez needed to hit him on that couple couple deep passes that he got open. He outran. Of course, they got some mismatches where uh, linebackers were trying to cover Wondell Robinson, and should should have been touchdowns. But every time that happened, because there's no way any of them linebackers were going to keep up with Wondell Robinson. Uh. But again, we we Adrian Martinez just was his passes weren't on today in that game. I don't know. I know the they showed the flag quite a few times. That wind was howling pretty good, so I don't know if that was affecting his passes or if it was just 
nerves or what his deal was in this particular game. But I don't know how you go from passing 80% for two or three games in a row to you can't complete a pass. And, and he did good in the first half. That, that's, that's what bothers me, too, is I, I think he was passing 70 80% in the first half, and then the second half he just couldn't complete nothing. Well, this goes into what I was saying about the second half, Derek, is they, they said we are not going to let any underneath passes happen anymore. And they, they took that away. They, they kept a safety over the top with Wandale. There was a play, and I can't remember exactly the route it was. Um, it was like a little hitch button hook or whatever that we ran, and I think Hymas got out in. He was supposed to block. I don't know if you remember that play. It was in the third quarter. And it was and and Wando made his guy miss. And if Hymas blocks that corner, it was a really nice play design. Wandale's taking that to the house, and then we missed the block, and they get there because again they they literally they had one safety in that whole second half most of the time, and it was always over the top of Wandale. And again, Adrian just couldn't hit those passes, and and the wide receivers for the most part didn't get open. It wasn't just Adrian not complete passes ball that was. You know, we definitely saw the the highlight reel of bad throws. Um, more often than not, our guys weren't getting open. I want to talk about the receivers a little bit because I, there's a stat out there that you kind of have to dig for uh, that's very interesting. We all know that Wandale Robinson, we're always trying to get him the ball. Uh, we targeted him for nine times. He had six receptions. Do you know who our number two target was in this game, Derek? Oliver Martin. Wow. Good. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was targeted six times in this game. I didn't realize it was that high. Uh, did that surprise you, Tyler? I, I mean, I think his emerges in general has been kind of a surprise. I mean, you know, I when he, we got him, we thought he could play. I mean, he was a good recruit, but he's, you know, he had bounced out of a couple schools. Um, you know, I... I I will say I if you would have told me over under five and a half targets this game I would have bet a lot of money on the under there. Um, but you know his even if you said pres- under at two and a half, <laughs> well probably still have taken the under. I mean his emergence has been nice. Um, it's been a bright spot. Uh, but you know we we've hit this at length. Um, you know it's just there's a lot of other guys that you kind of expected that you would see more of an emergence from this season. The tight ends, um, I again, I feel like besides Austin Allen, that group has just really fallen off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think our weapons are, are definitely going to be the sore point of this soft season. Yeah, you know, Oliver Martin, he had just one catch based off those six targets. Uh, Austin Allen, which I love, he's one of my favorite targets. He's having a phenomenal year. He four targets, just one catch. Uh, one of the guys that I want to buy into, and I just I want to see more of him. Xavier Betts, just one target, one catch for zero yards. Uh, I want to see that guy get more. It's which that was a pop pass that got stuffed stuffed at the line. Yeah, I I don't know why he's not involved more. There's there's a lot of when, when we head into this offseason. It's going to be a long offseason, so we'll be able to really talk about uh, the offensive weapons or the lack of you know, usage of these guys because we could have full episodes on like just talking about the wise, 
the the uh, wide receiving core, you know? Technically, this will be our shortest offseason in, in three years. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's that optimist I love there, Derek. All right, let's talk about the defense. There's There's some optimism there. Go. You, Derek. All right. Uh, let's, let's start off by talking about, uh, Nick Henrik coming in and filling in for, uh, uh, Luke Reimer who got hurt. He I, was a pretty good head bang that he got hurt on and kind of, I sounded like he was almost knocked out on the play. That's not good. Uh, but Nick Henrik come in and I, after bouncing back and forth between outside backer and inside backer. And was second in the team with nine tackles. Uh, had himself a pretty good game, really. He did. Uh, you know, uh, Cam Taylor Britt was having himself a good game until he got that targeting penalty. Uh, Deontay Williams continues to do good things for the most part. He had t- he led the team in tackles, which you kind of hate to see, really, your defensive back leading the team in tackles. But... Uh, we did a really good job of shutting down their passing game for a good portion of the game. Uh, let's talk about the best thing that happened in this game was we actually held them to four or 13 on third down conversions, which is something we've bitched about all season. Yeah. So you finally, you finally started doing better with that. Uh, again, I, I feel the defense played well enough to win this game. Uh, I, I don't know. I, we didn't have a lot of sacks, but they were getting rid of the ball pretty fa- pretty fast. Uh, we did have some defensive linemen knocking the ball down, which was nice to see. It's nice to see our defensive line do it because we see defensive lines do it against us all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I thought defensive line played well. I thought the linebackers played pretty pretty good. And defensive backs, I, I thought they did pretty good for the most part, but it's a, it's the same song and dance. You know, they play good for most of the games, but they give up four or five big plays, and it just kills us. Yeah, that's it. I mean, not a lot of consistency there. And uh, Well, it is consistency, though. I mean, it's consistency for all but four or five plays. <laughs> right. Tyler. And this was one of their better games, really. That's what irritates me, because this is probably – Outside of Ohio State and maybe Purdue, this is probably at least between those two. This was the toughest offense we faced. Yeah, and this was probably this was the best running team that we faced by far. So they had thirty plus players out for this game, and they were replacing two offensive linemen. Correct, Eric? Yes, yeah. at least according to Twitter. Twitter never lies. Uh, so yeah, I mean. There, there's that breakdown on. And I, I, and I think, I think that's what makes this game sting the most is they were playing so shorthanded, and we looked like that. We were the shorthanded ones. We did. We we kind of did. Uh, Tyler, get in on this. So, uh, what did you think about the defensive well, performance? Yeah, I think you know Derek said it. I, I was happy with this defensive performance. If you if you would have told me that we would have given up twenty four points. I would have said we would have won that game. Now, we were assisted in a little bit the fact that Abraham uh, got injured. So he was banged up and really didn't play you know, near as much as he had been. I mean, you didn't see, I don't know if final carry count came in at 22 or something, but uh, he had been doing 30-plus carries a game. 
that was down. I think that helped their defense. But on the flip side, you talked about Minnesota being out, guys. Well, we lost two of our better defenders in that game. You had Reimers go down with the injury. Um, you know, we, we've already talked spoken about that. And then Cam Taylor Britt gets ejected for targeting after Deontay Williams drops an interception in the end zone, which if he intercepts it, there is a good shot um, that they, I mean, they don't score. We get the ball. We may have a drive. We have momentum. We could have put this game in a whole different category. Doesn't happen. Then Cam Taylor Britt gets ejected on a, I would say questionable targeting, but probably got the call right. Probably got the call right. I just hate the call. Any, I mean, the court. It, I just it go back really to wasn't the, questionable. I just, I just hate the rule. The rule's dumb. It's just it's stupid when the quarterback is running like that. He's ducking his head. He is not defenseless. Like I, I get that the guy needs to not. He led with enough of a shoulder to me. I just I hate it. I hate that rule. I, I think the, I think the NCAA needs to come into like a basketball rule where you have a flagrant one and a flagrant two. It, like, if you I want to give him there. a penalty for it, then that's fine. But don't kick him out. But like, then there was you nothing look at, egregious about that so bad that he should have been kicked out of that game. And, and then you go into the second half, and now you're in. He is your best defender, in my opinion. So I again, I can't complain about this defense. I think that it did its part, um, but. It, you know, ultimately in this game, it comes down to, which is not something you'd want to expect, is that Scott Frost's offense is the furthest away from greatness, the furthest away from adequacy that we've seen under his tenure. We're not even close to being average. We're not even close to being an average offense. So that's the that's the bad thing. And 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 and, and, and Derek will point to youth, and that's obviously a part of it. Now that's a lot. You know, it's year three, um, and, you know, he's obviously responsible for that being a youth situation, but it, it's... Well, and, and that's where all these transfers are coming into play. Like, we've had so many people transfer out. We've had so much talent transfer out that we're expecting freshmen to come in and play. And that, and that's on the coaching. I'm not saying it's not on the coaching, because that is. Like, I, I don't know why these kids are leaving. I don't know whatever the reason is, but... Uh, Youth is a lot of the reason we're not playing well. But it's because we're letting too many people get, we're getting too many transfers out. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there. And I think that's a great off season topic to have. But, uh, like, if we were just a little bit better, just being average, regardless if it's youth or experience, guys, if we were just a little bit more average, we would have three more wins this year. And we wouldn't be complaining. We'd be an average but, team with more wins, but that's how bad this offense is. You can't. We can't score. We cannot score. We can't. And Minnesota had the worst defense in the in the Big Ten. Derek, what was your score prediction last week? You thought we were going to hang forty something over on Nebraska on Minnesota, right? Yeah, but I, I drink a lot of. Yeah, and Tyler, you thought we were going to score a bunch against them, right? I thought I, I thought it was going to be thirty-eight to I think thirty-eight to twenty-seven was my score prediction. So, yeah, I, I get I if you would have told me we would have scored less than thirty, I don't know if I would have believed you. I just I, I if we were going to lose this game, it was going to be because Minnesota's offense ran all over us, and 
That that I could have bought. I could have bought that. Hey, we couldn't stop their offense because you know that 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 was the best offense in my opinion that we have played outside of Ohio State. I know Derek threw Purdue in there. They're a very good offense. Um, I think Minnesota's <laughs> offense was probably a tad better. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that again, and that's where you go back to twenty four points. Um, you're taking that, and I I just it it, it seems to me that in a game like this, I don't know what happened. I, I thought Frost dialed up some good plays. I don't think the play calling was terrible. I know a lot of people thought Mills should have got more carries, but Adrian was running well. Wandale was involved well. Um, it just, we had the plays. We just didn't execute. And going into another offseason, we have one more game, but heading into another offseason here, like Frost has got to figure this out. He he just they have got to figure out what they're not doing to execute and be able to complete a twenty yard, relatively wide open pass. And why we can't do anything in the second half, right? You know, he even said it in one of his pressers. Uh, I don't know if it was Sipple or McEwen asked him about the second half problems, and he said, "You know, we're trying to figure that out also." Uh, well, and, and let's not pretend like this is the one-year thing. Like, this has happened. I mean, Tyler, you talked about the Colorado game before we got on a podcast last year. And our offense was terrible in that game in the second half. Like, this is something that's been going on for really six years. But Frost has only been here for three. So, he can only take blame for the three of them. But this is something that's been going on for a long time. Where we just can't score in the second half. But, something's but, got to change. What, what's weird about that, this whole thing to me, is like, so, okay, so you would say, is it adjustments? Does that happen? And 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 the, maybe that's it. May, you know, obviously I pointed out adjustments Minnesota made, and I think Frost dialed some plays to respond. We just didn't execute. But, like, what I go to is, like, if you look at how we typically start games, and, and this game withstanding, but how, how we typically start games is so good. It's that first drive. We almost always have a great drive, unless we kill ourselves with penalties or really stupid play, like throwing it backwards. Or having... which, 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 to be fair, that should not have been a, a backwards pass. That was not a called backwards pass. It was a bad pass by Adrian Martinez. No, I, I know, I, I know, but like that's my it was execution. And then, and then you bring. I, I, I know, little... but I, I heard a lot of people sitting here t- talking about, well, why the hell are they dialing up this backwards pass shit on first play? I don't think that was dialed up. I think it was just a bad pass by Adrian It was. Martinez. But we've seen that yeah, well, happen three times this year, right? First play of the game. I mean, I mean Luke, Luke, he lost one uh, on a fumble. Which they should, and they should have reviewed that because I still don't think that was yeah. a backwards but, pass. But I mean, the premise is it's that borderline throw, that borderline play well, right there, you know? The Luke one doesn't count because he was past the line of scrimmage. And <laughs> he was, then, yeah. yeah. There, so, there, there was a lot that went wrong at that play. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think you can call that one off for us. But again, it, it's just – but you look at – okay, so the first series that happened. The second series, Adrian goes down with it. He gets banged up. Luke comes in. I don't understand. They decided to throw two straight passes with Luke. I mean, let the guy warm up a little bit, maybe. But nope, let's just chuck it. And it wasn't even like a swing pass with Luke. It was let's throw downfield two plays in a row, or relatively downfield. And then and the first obviously, pa- and the first pass wasn't that bad. No, the second pass was bad. But if the wide receiver just leaves it alone instead of badminton. getting one hand on it, <laughs> badminton. It, it, yeah. I, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, kind of a fluke interception. I, I don't. It was a bad pass. Don't put that all the way on Luke. He threw it where but, only his guy could a, get it. A, it. It is another game where turnovers decided. There was a deciding factor in this game. They had 14 points off turnovers. We didn't get the ball back from them at all. Yeah, and I pointed that Deontay Williams play out earlier. Man, if, if if he catches that, I'm not. I mean, I don't think he's running it far back. But I, I, I'm not so sure this game doesn't turn out different if Cam Taylor Britt doesn't get the the targeting penalty and they have to kick a field goal there. Yeah, like if you're going to halftime with great. at least a lead, I think you still maybe have a chance. But what, once they took the lead, it just kind of felt like it took all the wind out of our sails. Well, and, and Derek, I you won't convince me that I think we would have scored. I think that there was a little over a minute and a half left. We had, I think, we still had three timeouts. Um, I think we, I think we'd have had a shot. And if you remember that next series, and I think that was the, uh, uh, Oliver Martin, when he had like a break and Adrian just overthrew him again, a very nice play call. It got one, it got Oliver Martin open and Adrian just barely put that over his head. Um, and and that's a shitty thing is it's not like Adrian Martinez's passes were just horrid. They were just slightly overthrown to the point where the guy just couldn't get it. It wasn't like a Tommy Armstrong overthrow where he's overthrown him by 15 yards. Like, he overthrew him by by a step or two. Yeah. But it felt that it got worse. What it felt like to me for Adrian is it started off a step or two. And then then you you saw the second half happen. And the second half, it got a little bit worse because he couldn't get any sort of rhythm because they had completely took away the underneath route. And he and and again, there were definitely a few overthrows, but more often than not, it was tight ends and wide receivers not being able to get open. They went up a bad secondary went press against us, and they beat us. Well, we talked about Minnesota a lot longer than what I thought we would have. You know, let's let's, let's talk about the special teams in this. I know Justin's got at least one joke to make on this, on our eight yard punt. Oh my God! Yeah, I <laughs> I thought Caleb Lightborn came I, back, I man. What, was that blocked? No, man. That was a that was well, a Caleb Lightborn special. I, that that, not, that was I'm a backup sure punter. That wasn't. It was a backup punter. But for a backup punter, let me tell you something. Like he still averaged thirty eight point four yards per punt on five punts. He totally redeemed away, himself. He did because if you take away that eight yard punt, he averaged forty six yards a punt. Like it, it was one bad punt. It was a terrible punt. I'm still not convinced somebody didn't get a finger on it or two, but but it was it was a terrible punt regardless. But the way that game was f- unfolding right there, that right there is it didn't shock me. I was like, yeah, of course, that's that's exactly what would happen. It, it, it did feel par for the course. Yeah, and then you got the guy the the guy that hasn't hardly missed field goals all damn year come in and kick a chip shot and shank it. Yeah. And, and Connor Colt might be, um, I think we're going to talk about this later, you talk about all Big Ten selections. I wouldn't be shocked to see his name come up. Still. I, I, I'd be a little surprised after that game. Well, <laughs> if he'd he have, he have made that when he's only missed one field goal all year, yeah, sure. Well, I, I don't know where it's at now, but he, going into Saturday, had the second highest uh, field goal percentage in the Big Ten, and he had the high, best field goal percentage in the Big Ten for anyone who had attempted more than uh, – five kicks so again i don't know what happened across the big 10 on saturday and obviously he missed one but um 
Yeah, I mean, the guy had a, a good year. We feel confident with him. I still feel confident with him. He just shanked one. And, and I just want—I just want to bring a few other things up. You know, we have—we another thing we've complained about t- a ton is there is no touchbacks. Three out of our four kickoffs were touchbacks, so that was better. Uh, their punt returns went, <laughs> their punt returns was atrocious. They had two punt returns for negative four yards, so our punt coverage was better. So I, I, our special teams might have been the best phase of the game, really, outside well, and, of an eight-yard punt. And maybe if Cam Taylor Britt doesn't get ejected, maybe he gets a shot to bust one in the second half. And they put Oliver Martin back there, which was shocking to me. You know, so uh, all of Oliver Martin, right? Uh, walk on. He he joined the program in uh, the summer, and yeah. so there was like two guys that we were big on coming into the year. You know, Jamie Nance and Demarion Houston. And we haven't seen them, and you know, and a and guy. I, I, th- think, I think I think those are two guys that probably transfer after this year. Yeah, those are two guys I could see leave easily. But a, a because, guy because they don't even get they don't get mentioned, they don't get talked about, they don't. Do they play on special teams? Do you guys know? I don't know if they do or not. I I, I don't know if they play at all. I don't Matt, think they Matt have Lubick them. never ever brings them up ever. But I just I just think it's funny that I don't I don't think Matt Lubick likes them. Those two guys that have been in the program, this is their second year, and Oliver Martin just comes off the street basically, joins the program late, and he becomes eligible not, and he's playing all the time. Become, he's a big yeah, target. Not, not just that he become comes late, it's the fact that he didn't even practice much for the first three or four games because yeah. he wasn't eligible. Yeah. And, and and guys like, you know, Alani Brown, who was uh he he came in as an early enrollee. And he starts against Ohio State, and you don't see him at wide receiver very much at all. And I thought he was going to have a big year, especially after that Ohio State game. But Justin, can I fact check you here? I don't think he started against Ohio State. I think he started against Northwestern. Lonnie Brown? I don't think he started against Ohio okay, State. Yeah, fact check me while I uh, ramble here. Uh, but I, I, I did think that he started. But uh, I, I kind of thought he started against Ohio State, too. Uh, what what, what you're looking? He, I thought he, I actually thought he started both games, but and, and maybe he did. But you know he's he's not being there. But I, I just think it's funny, not funny, but I mean it, it's. I'm glad that Oliver Martin has made a presence known, you know, because our wide receiving core. This is a thing that we thought that we were going to be pretty solid at, and it's it's depressing. Yeah, I, it is really depressing. Uh, Levi Falk. Is he, you have an Omar Man, you have an Omar Manning who who took Who's the that? year off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was banged up. I don't know what, what the injury consisted of. I'm sure we'll find out in the off season. Uh, Xavier Betts, I think, has done well. Alani Brown, he doesn't just, play a lot. He we talk, he, he does. He's not a big target, and I thought he would be involved in I, the I, game plan a, more. He's, he, it depends on the game. Like yeah. last game, he wasn't a bit. It wasn't a big target. The week before that. He had five five catches, and I don't know how many targets. Uh, it's just week in and week out. It's just different every week. But it's it's all the unsuspecting guys that are your playmakers. You know, Levi Falk. I mean, we didn't talk about him in the preseason one iota. I mean, that was not a name that we talked about. And he's one of the better yeah, wide receivers did, on the team. Yeah, I, th- I think Tyler talked about him a lot because he was the one transferred from South Dakota. Correct. From- and he and he led all of division football with most receptions. Yeah, last year. 
But I, I know Tyler had talked about him being a big part of the game. I thought he could contribute. I didn't, I didn't think he'd start. I didn't think he would be the guy. I mean, here's the thing. Omar Manny, we, I had pegged it as a starter. Who? Everything I've heard, everything you know from any source that we have, anybody we've talked to, the media, Frost, it all seems like Omar had the the makings for a big contributor this season. Who will never know what happened. Um, it, it's weird to me. You know, he played a few snaps against Northwestern and then was gone. I I I couldn't end up finding the starting, but we'll we'll get that pulled open. But um, but no, I I just think that ultimately. Um, hey, hey Tyler, just check just check the depth charts. I, I tried. I just I couldn't get the pull open. It's a joke, Tyler. There are no goddamn depth charts. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Well, I was trying to see the, the, There, there should be it. a starting lineup thing. But, yeah, I couldn't it, it, find it. It's on Husker Max. I'll, I'll look for it here in a second. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, we got a little bit of Husker notes to talk about. A lot came out this week. Uh, Brendan Hymas, he announces that he's going to opt out for this Ruggers game and he's going to focus on the NFL. Uh, last week against Minnesota, 40 straight starts. I mean, what a dude. Uh, I mean, I, w- what do you think about this, Derek? I mean, are, are, you, are you sad that he's uh, opting out right now? Oh, absolutely I'm sad. I, I was kind of hoping maybe possibly he'd come back next year. I didn't think the chances of it were very good. But uh, it, the timing seems a little strange. I, we're getting late in the year, so I can see where he wants to – Focus on NFL, but the, th- the well, the funny thing is, like you, you know, he talked about it was a week or two. I think it was either last week or the week before, where he talked about how he had thought about transferring or even going pro last year. But he loved Greg Austin so much that he just felt he had to play for him, right? And so he sticks around for Greg Austin, and just wants to play for Greg Austin, just butters up Greg Austin, and then all of a sudden, the last game of the season screw greg austin i'm going pro all right so here's a question for both i I don't blame the kid i really don't blame him it is sad because i really think we need him so here's a question for both of you uh if you want to answer had we beaten minnesota do you think that brendan hymas comes back or do you think he would have opted out had we beat him yeah You, you still think tyler do you think so I do. I, I do think he would have opted out. Um, but there would have been a lot yeah. more to play for against Ruggers, you know, getting to that 500 I mean, level. I I, I, I kind of assume we wouldn't have been playing Ruckers, maybe, if we had won, though. Well, I, maybe I'm wrong. Hell, I don't know. Nobody could figure out how the hell the Big Ten figured out what the schedule is anyway. Well, I have that written down as a topic that we'll get into here <laughs> shortly because, yeah, I, I can't make sense of it either, but... Uh, hey, good luck to Brandon Hymas, man. He, it was fun watching him as a Husker. There was a lot of highs and a lot of lows there, but uh, man, he's. Uh, I think he's. I think he's gonna get drafted. I really do. He's one of the few guys I that. I, I think. But, but gonna... I think. I think it's a good opportunity for Turner Corcoran to come in. Yep. And prove his worth. Uh, it's good experience for him. Maybe so. Maybe next year he doesn't come in completely green. Because he's probably your starter regardless. And then Brant Banks, is, I think, is behind him. Uh, so I... Are you guys shocked that Christian Gaylord wasn't even in the conversation at all? 
to come in? I was. Been in the conversation? What's that? Has he ever been in the conversation? I mean, a couple of years ago, he was playing, right? He's been here for 15 years, and I don't know. He's played like six plays. Yeah, he's got kids your age. Okay, so we were both wrong on Elante Brown. Um, I I finally had time to fact check. He did not start against Ohio State. He did not start against Northwestern. He started against Penn State. I'm going to fact check your fact check because I don't don't blame it. <laughs> That's I fine. I could have sworn he started against Ohio State because I thought we were all texting about how he was on the field right away. But. Well, I think he played. Or I think he played. I, just not, according to uh, Husker Max, as my source, he did not start either of those two games, but did start against Penn State. Okay. All right. Well, uh, moving, moving on. Moving on. We got. Uh, I want to talk about Colin Miller, uh, inside linebacker at Nebraska. Uh, longtime starter. He announced that he's going to retire from football. You know, he got he had the scary injury against Illinois, so he's pretty sure that he's going to hang up his cleats for good. Uh, there's just so much more life that he would wants to live, and you know, he he would like to get into coaching. And seeing as you know, he was he was a captain. Uh, you saw him on the sideline cheering on everybody. You know, I mean, he's a good motivator, so I think he's got a good career. So uh, what do you think about Colin Miller's decision, Derek? I, I feel bad for the kid. Like, I think he wanted to play, go on, and maybe he could have. I, I don't I, – he could have been undrafted. He wasn't getting drafted, I don't think. Uh, but he could have gotten picked up somewhere and maybe played some football. Uh, get this guy a GA. I mean – Yeah. You know – what what what's it going to hurt at this point? I you I don't I don't know. Is there a limited amount of uh, graduate assistance you can have? Because if there's, I mean, I, I either way, get this guy on. Let let him motivate all these linebackers. He's already been doing it for the last couple of weeks anyway. Sure, you, you know you know where his heart is. Uh, I hope the best for the kid. Whatever life brings him, I hope I hope all good things come to him. I it was a terrible thing that happened. Scary, very uh, scary. It was. It's very scary, and I, and I, but it's part of football. You know, yeah. and it, it was very scary. Uh, you listened to him talk today. He talked about how most of it was precautious. I took him to the hospital more for precautionary reasons. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've never heard of a spinal concussion in my life. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it's pretty serious. Anytime you hurt that spinal area, it's usually yeah. not a good thing. Anytime the word spinal is involved, it's not a good thing. Again, you you hope the best for the kid. And like I said, if if Frost could find a spot for a graduate assistant, I'd love to see him come here and do that. Yeah. Derek or Tyler? Nothing more to add on that. I mean, I think this is a kid that, you know, you look at his, you know, kind of his evolution at Nebraska came in as an outside linebacker recruit. Um, you know, really not a guy that I think a lot of fans were very high on coming in um, to Lincoln, um, you know, ended up moving to inside backer playing, um, ended up being a captain uh, this season. I believe he was a captain last season too. If, if I remember that correctly, maybe I need to be fact checked on this one too, but um, but but uh, captain this season definitely a leader. If you just look at this, I, I commend him for traveling with the team late in the year um, and still going through it. So 
you know, I, whether coaching is in next in his cards, I don't know, but um, definitely, I think the kid's got a lot of things to offer in life. So, all right, next one is the All Big Ten uh, teams were announced today by the coaches and media. Uh, Nebraska had three honorable mentions on offense. Brendan Hymas, uh, not a shock, other than the fact that I didn't. I thought he would be make one of the teams. Third team, maybe. Uh, Matt Farniok, honorable mention. And Wondell Robinson. He's another guy that I thought could have been maybe uh, made you know, third team. But, uh, Derek, what do you think about those guys? You know, the offense has struggled so much this year, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. It really doesn't. That's true. Uh, you know, you talk about Wondell Robinson. Maybe, maybe he makes a third string. I, I can't see it. I, I, I love that kid. He's the heart and soul of this uh of this team, I think, when it comes to offense. But the thing is, the guy's got no touchdowns on the year. He's got some yardage. He's got, but, but man, he, he's had to work for every yard that he's gotten. And I just, he, he, and there's just not enough yardage there or touchdowns to, I think, boost him into the top three. Uh, Brennan Hymas, I could see maybe of him having made it, but. Farney Ox made enough mistakes. I can see where. And I'm a little surprised he even got an honorable mention. <laughs> Dang. All right, Tyler, your thoughts? No, I, I, I agree with uh, what Derek was saying. I mean, Wandale, he, he's a guy where, yeah, statistically, he didn't do enough to probably earn it. But I think when you look at what, um, you know, what the Big Ten uh, offers and and or from the talented wide receiver, I think he is definitely a guy who's good enough, um, and that's why he uh, qualifies there. Um, Hymas shocked the hell out of me. I would have thought for sure he would have made first or second, not first team, second team, all Big Ten. But uh, yeah, I, Farniak, I, good for him to make audible mention. All right, next one is the Big Ten crossover games. Uh, this is part of the Big Ten and their moving rules, I guess. You know, before the year, it was going to be Big Ten Championship, and then we were going to have crossover games all the way down. You know, the worst plays the worst, and well, that's not that is not what's happening. Uh, for instance, Wisconsin, Minnesota, same division. They're playing this week. Uh, so that lines up for an east-on-east east matchup. Now we got cancellations. Indiana-Purdue. I was looking forward to that game because I liked Indiana as my best bet. That game's canceled. Michigan and Iowa. I don't know how that they put these two together in that little matchup. Based on name, I guess. Iowa, you know, one of the top teams out of the West. Uh, playing perhaps the worst team out of the East. Uh Nebraska, we we line up with Ruggers, you know. I guess maybe uh, I thought they were might have been that, a step that, ahead all, of us. That's probably the best matchup, really. Yeah, Nebraska Ruggers. I, I mean, out of all the ones they came up with, I mean, other than maybe Minnesota Wisconsin, but that's not even what it was supposed to happen. But you talked about them changing the rules. Let's be happy that they changed the rules because right now, if it, if if they hadn't changed the rules. Ohio State wouldn't be eligible. Yeah. Uh, Indiana's canceled, so they they wouldn't have been eligible. They wouldn't have played. And then Maryland would have been. I or was it? 
Maryland been ineligible. They only had five yeah, games. I think they were the next best team. Or no, I, at any rate, it would have ended up being Penn State and Northwestern, a three and five team against Northwestern for the for the Big Ten championship is what it would have essentially and, turned into. And Penn State would have won based off of history because when Nebraska was paired up with the third team out of the <laughs> leaders or whatever the hell it was. They Wisconsin kicked I, our I, ass. I think what I've seen on Twitter, and of course it's on Twitter, so you take it as far as you want. But I think what, I, what I've seen is that Penn State would have been like the fourth team in the in the East. Even yeah, Maryland would have been ahead of them. Yeah, that is Maryland nuts. had a better percentage because they played only five games. Yeah, there you go. Um, but but regardless, uh, no, I think that that made sense. The thing about the rule changes that probably helped is if, if they wouldn't have like w- well. We would have drawn Michigan, and I believe we would have drawn Michigan, and Michigan canceled. So our last note of the season would have been that Minnesota game. Tyler, why are you standing right now? Why are you standing? I'm anxious. I'm anxious to talk about this Rutgers game, baby. Yeah, but you sound like shit. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'll sit back down. No, you stand. uh, Just bring up your microphone. Okay. Well, I tried bringing it up more, but um, no, but but I think we would have been stuck with Michigan, and that would have really sucked, uh, having the last game of the season canceled. Would it have sucked, though? Would it? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. For, for, uh, for us Husker fans, it would have. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Ruggers here. Uh, this was going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff in Piscataway. And uh, now that Indiana Purdue, now that it's been canceled, we get the six thirty kickoff. Uh, so that's good. You know, as much as Husker fans wanted to bitch about eleven a.m. kickoffs, the only thing in the world that is worse than an eleven a.m. kickoff on a Saturday is apparently a three p.m. kickoff on a Friday when most people are working. So, you know, I mean, the Big Ten were like, okay, all right, Kevin, come on, stop giving it to us in the ass here. Come on, man. Uh, but uh, well, he he doesn't even hide it anymore, does he? No, not at all, not at all. And I figured that they would try to leave it at three o'clock. Like, well, it's gonna be cold there in New Jersey, so uh, and it is gonna be cold as balls there. It's a it's gonna be like nine degrees at kickoff. That is oh, that's gonna be. But anyway, uh, Ruggers three and five record. Well, they, What's that? I'll tell, I'll tell you, Nebraska ought to be used to it because I don't think we've hit nine degrees in like three days. What do you mean? Well, they ought to be used to the nine degree weather. Oh, really? It's been, it's been cold as balls this week. Yeah, it, it's been cold down here in Texas. I mean, it's like 50s. Like 40, all oh, 50s. Low 50s, maybe high 40s. I don't know. But, you know, we got Ruggers, you know, three and five record. They're coming off an overtime win against Maryland. Uh, that was actually a really good game. Uh, but anyway, Tyler, tell us about this Rutgers team. Well, it, it's Rutgers football here. Um, so, you know, there, it, there isn't a lot to say. Um, I'll let Derek kind of do the stat matchup. The things I want to point out is, um, heading into Saturday, one of the, or Friday, I'm going to say that probably four more times, um, get the date wrong but uh the the big i guess exciting thing for husker fans is the 
the option of Noah Vedral being the starting quarterback for Rutgers. Um, man, that kid has had a good year. We've talked about it uh, under Greg Schiano's offense, but um, you know he seems banged up. So I don't know if he's a hundred percent a go on Saturday or Friday. Um, so that that's going to be questionable. But that puts us in a better position. Um, I'll let Stat Boy kind of take it over. Well, first off, has he been good? Like, really, has he? He's 61% of his passes, nine touchdowns to eight interceptions. <laughs> he's play, he's I mean, played have you well. Seen, have you seen some Big Ten quarterback play this year? Eh, like, not fair, but I don't, I don't know if I'd call that a great deal of... I mean, look at Luke McCaffrey's stats, the guy that beat Noah Ventral out. <laughs> I mean... Fair, fair. Uh, okay, statistically, you know, I hey, this is a team that Nebraska looks like they match up well against them again. Their defense is pretty porous. Uh, God, the, the one thing about their defense, though, and this is what scares me right now, and they're getting 7.4 tackles for loss a game and 2.12 sacks per game, and we are now starting a true freshman <laughs> As our at one of our tackle spots, which we've already got. So now we have what? One true freshman, two redshirt freshmen, and a redshirt sophomore on our offensive line. E. That, looks, that sounds kind of scary for a team that's getting back there and getting some stops. Uh, off- offensively, they're better than Nebraska overall. Uh, we do run the ball a lot better than they do, but. That's about it. I guess, I guess we do average total yards more than they do, slightly. Uh, they're a decent passing team. They're getting 210 yards a game passing. Uh, but really, statistically, we, we, we match up well with these guys. They're actually penalized more than we are. Like there, There's just so many things on here that it really looks like it should go Nebraska's way. But after last week, you don't know what to believe on that. Like, it doesn't. The stats don't seem to matter anymore. It doesn't. Uh, the Vegas don't know shit because they put us by double digit uh, favorites, and we can't win those games. So I, it, everything's up in the air for Rutgers, I guess. But statistically, it does look like we match up well with them. Donner, do you like the? Do you like our chances in this game, or do you? Are you hesitant here? Oh, I like our chances. I mean, I, I I know this is a broken record if you've listened to this, but I think Nebraska is our own worst enemy. Um, I have seen Nebraska play games where I would give us a 98% chance to beat Rutgers. I mean, I think if you look at that Purdue game, I think you look at the Iowa game, Northwestern, um, even the Penn State game. I mean, I think you've seen Nebraska play games, come out play good enough games where we could beat Rutgers. Um, hell, I'm not convinced that Minnesota game we wouldn't have been able to beat Rutgers. Uh, I, I just, but I've also just seen us make inopportune mistakes. Um, I, I go back to something Jeffrey the Greek said when he was on. It's just, it, it's it's one of those things as a Husker fan, you kind of feel like you see this all the time, and maybe you're being overly sensitive. But when you hear someone that doesn't follow Nebraska the way we do bring it up and just say just the way we shoot ourselves in the foot is just remarkable. Yeah. Um, 
it, it is just you just wonder at what point in time do we stop that? So heading into Saturday, I am very confident. Um, Frost has done a very nice job. If say what you will, but every time he has laid a dud performance, he has had that team ready to go the next weekend. Um, I don't expect this to be any different. I think Hymas leaving um, does affect us to a degree, but I'm not that worried. Um, about them, I, I I think Nebraska stacks up very well against Rutgers. So you're not very high on Greg Schiano. Now that he's in his first year, three and five, do you have a little bit more respect for Greg Schiano and what he's accomplished now at Rutgers? I I, I think so. I think I will say this. I think that he did a good job with them. I am not. Like he is Lovey Smith to me. Um, he like Illinois just fired Lovey Smith this. I I think Lovey Smith in Illinois was a great fit for Illini. I think they'll regret that firing. I think Greg Schiano is a great fit for Rutgers. He will do enough to keep them a, probably above the bottom of the Big Ten. Probably never much higher than that. Um, I mean. The, the team played with heart this season. Um, I will hand them that, and they they were creative and fun. I just I just don't. I think there's more evidence to support the fact that he is not a great coach. He's already off to a better start than Jeremy Pruitt there at Tennessee. After they ran Ciano out of there, so I, I don't know. Well, Jeremy Pruitt was a terrible hire. Greg Shiano would have been a better hire than Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt wasn't even in their top five. <laughs> yeah, I mean that like that, that that was Tennessee's Bill Callahan hire. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was a terrible hire. Like, do I think that Greg Shiano is a better coach than Loxley? I do. Um do I I mean, I think we did this exercise when we did the Big Ten coaching rankings. I didn't have Greg Shiano last. I think I had him like eleventh. And that's probably what I think he is, like the 11th best coach in the conference. All right. Uh, do you guys have anything else to offer on Ruggers? All right. So I got to ask you guys this. For people, I think there's a lot more Husker fans out there. Maybe not a lot, but I think there's a, some Husker fans that are kind of like me, just beaten down this year, you know, tired of the losses, and it's just – it's it's starting to wear on you know like me, so headed into this game, what are some ways to be positive? Uh, uh, how can I stay positive headed into this game? I mean, what what do I have to look forward to? I mean, help me out here because I'm not feeling it, guys. Derek, you're the Mister Optimistic one. I mean, I I don't think there's anything for you, Justin. I. You just will not even turn the game on because I, I don't think there's anything we can do right for you at this point. Well, that's depressing because I know Scott Frost can't do anything right. <laughs> exactly right there, <laughs> Tyler. What what, I, you, you what, know, what honestly, about for other I, what about other listeners out there that kind of feel the same way as me? Just you know, just beaten you, down. You you have you have to imagine that you can't continue to lose one loss games all the time. Or, I mean, one, one possession games. You just can't lose one-score games that often. Like, it's just it's, – it's, it's not really prob- – the probability of it is just not there. Like, you have to start winning some of them. Uh, 
Rutgers is not a great team. I, I know Shiano's got them playing well, but they're not a great team. They're they're easily beatable. This is going to come down to a Nebraska team. Can you quit beating yourself? Who has more motivation headed into this game? Is it Nebraska or is it Rutgers right now? I, I think it's Nebraska. Is it? I mean, I I, I think I, so, but I mean. Yeah, you know, now I now I've thought that a lot of times, and we we've come out flat. Um, you know, I thought that against Illinois, um, I was wrong. Illinois came out; they looked like they wanted that game a lot more. I just think that I believe I don't believe a lot. I hear at interviews. I don't believe much. What I do believe is these players saying they haven't quit, and they hear what's out there, and I think they're they. I just think that when they come off a loss like that, they get a little bit pissed off. And I, I, I think Frost needs to work on keeping that edge um, when I, things I, are I looking better. That, I think that's I think that's obvious. Like, it would have been easy for this team to give up long before they – I mean, I, I still don't think they've given up. But it would have been easy for this team to have given up a long time ago. And they haven't. And I, and I, and I think that is a big difference between, like, Frost and Riley right I mean, I know, no. I know Riley has the better record, but when things went south for Riley, the team gave up easily. And it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like the team's giving up. Well, that's, I mean, that's a whole different discussion right there. But, uh, no, I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think the team has given up. But, you know. That's, that's a reason to stay positive. I mean, there, there you go. Okay. I, you know, motivation-wise, if you're, if you're Greg Schiano. You know, and you got your team three and five final home game. Uh, you know, you got Nebraska coming to town. Noah Vedral, if he plays, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of, especially if he plays. I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, momentum on their side, and I think they're going to come out really fired up just to just to support Noah Vedral, and that scares me. Travis Vokalek's going to be fired up for this game, too. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess so. Uh, all right, anything else on Ruggers? All right, let's head into the games of the week. Recapping last week, uh, Derek, me and you, we went three and two last week. That takes me to 43 and 28 on the year. Derek, you're 42 and 29. And Tyler, 4 and 1. 49 and 22 on the year. You're crushing it. This is a bad year to quit your gambling account, man. I tell you what. Yeah. Well, I, I hit my best bet, too. We'll get there in a second. But, uh, yeah. man, I'm. I'm, I'm Put me on ESPN. I, I, I know I know all. Call me college football guru from now Lee on. Lee Corso don't know shit, man. I tell you Lee, what. Not compared to Tyler Schaefer. Hell no. Much. All right, let's get into the games of the week. I, I, Go ahead, Derek. I don't, I don't think, I don't think uh, Tyler's quite enough of a libtard to be on ESPN, though. He's working on it, though. <laughs> 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 all right. It is good. Oh, Tyler didn't like that. Oops. Uh, all right, it's the games of the week right now. Uh, championship cha- championship week. So all these games that uh, we're picking, these are uh, the championship plus Nebraska game here at the end. 
So let's get into it. Out of the Pac-12, Oregon versus number 13, USC. USC's three-point favorites. Tyler. You know, I unbelievable how Oregon gets into this game. Um, but but it, it happens. Um, I actually think USC is actually a pretty good team this year. I think they're a little bit underrated. I think USC wins this game comfortably. Um, and, yeah, I think I like USC. Derek. Well, it's about time they start playing up to their potential a little bit. They've got half a roster of five stars out of California there. They have had for a long time. They still can't win with them. Uh, Although I will say I think Oregon's just not good this year. Not what we thought they were going to be. Oregon shouldn't be in this game. USC, I think, wins this game pretty big. Yeah, this is... These two teams right here, this is Pac-12 football for you. USC undefeated, but they have not beaten a team with a winning record yet this year. Oregon, they lost to Oregon State, so that tells you everything you need to know about them. So I'm taking USC in a game that I will probably, well, obviously won't be watching because Nebraska will be on. So uh, that is a Friday night game also. So USC, all right. In the Big Ten, number 14, Northwestern, versus number four, Ohio State. Ohio State's 20-and-a-half-point favorites. Tyler, should I mark you down for Northwestern? Uh, No, you should not. But I do think Northwestern covers. I think this will be a closer game than a lot of people expect. Um, Ohio State really does need a big win here. Um, I I don't think they're going to get it. I think Northwestern is going to fight. I do wonder a little bit with all of these – you know, Ohio State hasn't played much football in the last month. And I do worry a little bit about the timing. Um, what's going on in North there? I think Northwestern battle-tested enough. I think they're going to give Ohio State all that they can handle. Um, but Ohio State has Justin Fields. Um, I don't know if he will win the Heisman, but definitely has an opportunity on Saturday to make a strong case that he is the Heisman. Uh, he should be the Heisman winner. Derek. Oh, man. Here's another. We didn't go over this part of the Big Ten scheduling. Why is the Big Ten championship on before the other games? Like it's at eleven o'clock kickoff, and there's like two, three games after that. Well, I was worried that they were actually going to put the Nebraska game at the same time as the Big Ten championship. That's what I thought would happen. It, 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 it makes no sense to me. Nothing, no. nothing the Big Ten does makes sense to me. No. Uh, OSU wins this game big. I. They have too many weapons. I don't think. Northwest has got a good defense. I get it. But I just don't think they got enough to slow down Ohio State. And Northwestern's offense just really isn't good either. The only reason Northwestern wins a lot of games is because their defense is so good. But I just don't think they have enough to slow down Ohio State. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Northwestern's offense, they're not going to do anything against Ohio State. And I think with the committee, the playoff committee, as – screwed up as they are with their picks. I know we didn't get into this, but I think Ohio State, they absolutely know that they need to go in and make a statement out of this game because they can't leave anything to the committee. If you play, if Northwestern covers against Ohio State, that committee might just bump Ohio State out of the way. They might bump them from four and let you know Texas A&M pass just because I don't know, I don't I don't trust the committee. So the th- the thing with the committee is, don't you think they'd have done that by now with Ohio State not playing the last two weeks? I mean, wait, they did dock Cincinnati for not playing, but not Ohio State. Yeah, it's yeah. I 
that that's a hell of a conversation. Good thing that the the rankings don't matter this week because because <laughs> God dang, I, I I could go an hour on that. I, I hated those the rankings tonight, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm taking Ohio State. We'll move on. Number ten Oklahoma five and a half point favorites versus Ohio. Number six Iowa State. Another committee screw up. Uh, Derek or no Tyler? I'm sorry. Um, you know, probably the game of the weekend. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I, I want to pick Iowa state here. I, I think I like to see Campbell get the big 12 championship, but I just, I just can't. Um, I, I, I'm going to go Oklahoma here and I think they're going to win this game. Derek. Uh, I, first off, I had a question for you guys. Did Bookie Riley Hiles, did he get hurt or just benched? Because I have not seen him on the field for a while in a couple Oklahoma games, and the defense looks better. So I don't know. I don't don't know the answer to that because I haven't seen him play recently, but I noticed, you know, I mean, since he's been at Oklahoma, every time he's on the field, it seems like he's making the wrong play. He's getting attention on the broadcast for doing the wrong thing. Whether it's penalty, yeah. bad play, or what, so I would not be shocked if he ha- did get benched uh, because what a I boss either. he's That's been. Why I bring it up? Yeah, he has not been the five-star cornerback that everybody thought he was. Got it. And Nebraska fans, including us, we were all fawning over him. Oh, absolutely! We're like, oh my god, we yeah, need you, to get booked. You see, you said you see a high four-star about to get his fifth star. Yeah, and he's talking about being on your team. Hell yeah, you're gonna be pumped up for that guy. Uh, at the end of the day, Oklahoma's offense is just too explosive now. Uh, I don't think Iowa State can slow them down, and and, and Brock Purdy can't keep up with them. They're, yeah. they're just, I don't see it happening. Yeah, Iowa State—they are so overrated. Just like Florida, Florida drops one spot after Shoegate losing to LSU. What a joke! What a freaking joke this committee is. I. I'm going to say this right here. We need to go to a 16-team playoff. 16 teams, load that mofo up, get a, get a real playoff in because... Really? Yes. It's coming from Mr. 14 playoff yeah. himself. You know what? Because the committee sucks. Load that up with six, 16. Six, 16 is too many. 16 is many. awesome. Eight's uh, fine. Eight's fine. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma in this one also. Uh Iowa State's just way overranked. This is going to be a fun game here, guys. Number 19, Louisiana, uh, which beat Iowa State. Uh, Versus number 12, Coastal Carolina, minus three and a half. Uh, Tyler. Coastal Carolina, I know Justin's huge on them. Um, But they're they're definitely the better team here. Uh, Derek. Louisiana's best win probably is against Iowa State. Well, obviously it's Iowa State. Uh, Coastal Carolina, man, I, they surprised everybody with BYU, and I think BYU is a better team than Iowa State right now. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I, with I, you. I think Coastal Carolina's a way better team. I think they win this game pretty handily. Yeah, I, I'm with you, uh, Derek. Are you shocked that Coastal Carolina is so low, considering they got two top twenty-five wins? I mean. Yeah, because they haven't played a Power 5 team, and that seems to be a big thing with this committee. Yeah. I It, it puzzles the shit out of me. 
we need 16 teams in case you haven't heard me. Uh, I got Coastal Carolina also. Justin, why why do you want to see Texas A and M beat Cincinnati by thirty points? Like what? I don't about think they will. Makes it- I, I think since Cincinnati's had a great year, they're just like kicking. What's your record picking games? Okay. Thank you. Trust me. Cincinnati would lose by 30 points to Texas. You know what? You you hate Cincinnati. Moving on. You hate Cincinnati because I like Cincinnati. And that's it. That's it. This happened in the offseason when I said that Cincinnati would be a threat to Nebraska in the non-conference. It was like, oh, no. Nebraska would wipe Cincinnati's ass. Or wait. Ah, we is, that a, is that the I exact words? Somebody said. Did you say? I, I, I hope that's not what he said. Only, no, ju- no, no, only no. Justin is usually thinking about wiping ass. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> no, I, I. I just. I. I think Cincinnati is a good team. Um, real talk. I think they're a good team. I think we've seen some really good Group of Five teams over the years. Yeah. Um, this is the best. Year I'm not for it. convinced. I, I. I'm not convinced that Cincinnati is that team i i just don't think i just not convinced that they're that playoff pusher um but i think i think coastal carolina cincinnati would be a game i'd like to see because i think that would be a very intriguing matchup coastal carolina i I will i will tell you i'd rather see coastal carolina in the playoff over cincinnati i would i would probably agree there i think with the fire i mean they're a fun team to watch they they just are they have 11 wins they've played a lot of football i Mm -hmm. mean like Ohio State's played five. Like, yeah. I mean, you. Know, so the problem is, when we get down to this thing, you know, like getting either Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina, getting them into the playoff, the most that they're going to go in as a four, and all those teams are going to get freaking killed by Alabama. You know, they're, they're, it's well, not going to be close. Which isn't, which isn't fair because there's a good possibility that Ohio State's going to get killed by Alabama at this point. Yeah. Ooh, Tyler, you made a face right there. You didn't like that statement. I, I, I mean, let, let's just be real. The SEC this year, the, the, what pisses me off about the playoff committee is, okay, A and M. I'll, I'll give them A and M. Like A and M should be up there. I will even allow Florida a little bit. Georgia. I, I don't get this. Georgia, like how Georgia's still in the top ten is just it's a disgrace. If you like Florida's obviously probably a spot or two too heavy. Um, I, I probably would have Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina ahead of Florida uh, and Iowa State. Come on, come um, on, guys. The, 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 SEC and USC. Cha- the SEC championships already made, and Alabama's got to play Florida. And you can't have the number two SEC team not be a top 10 team <laughs> by the committee. The committee has to yeah. do that. Yeah. You you have to, by law, have to a top ten matchup in the SEC championship. Like it's. Just... I would have even been okay with a top ten matchup, but they're what they're seventh. Like, well, I mean, you can't get you can't. I mean, you're not much closer to a top ten. I mean, moving on to tenth. Yeah, you lose to LSU that shit team with the way they are this year. You should have dropped probably down at twenty five. Uh. Hey, you know what? Who throws a shoe anyway? Like it, seriously, it's their second. Who throws a shoe? It's their second loss, and they lose. Drop one point. I mean, LSU's been a laughing stock, a defending champion, yeah. defending national champion, and they've been a laughing stock. Bo Pelini, he he can't stop anybody. I mean, he didn't stop Florida. I tell you what, Bo LSU would make Scott Frost's offense look awesome. 
He would make yeah. Nebraska's offense no. look like Central Florida. We would score five points. What? No way. We would light Bo Pelini up. And then, wow. and then I would be back I on the Scott, Scott Frost offensive bandwagon. I'd get right back on that thing. What a way to end the year. God, I hope we get a bowl game, and I hope they play us against LSU. Yeah. Have Justin be happy going into the offseason. Oh, my God. It would be like the Mike Riley days. Yeah, it'd be oh. good old. Oh, my God. The Angels would be singing. I would be happy. And if we fucking lost, though, I swear to God it would be a long-ass <laughs> offseason. I would hate life. All right. Uh, so we all got Coastal Carolina. We're, I don't even know where we're at anymore. I don't either. Do you guys want to keep doing this? I don't know. <laughs> we got, so we haven't even differed more? on any picks yet. So uh, I guess these conference championships aren't very good after all. Uh, ACC, number three, Clemson, minus 10.5. First, number two, Notre Dame. Derek or Tyler, you guys are sitting I'll on the wrong Clemson. side again. I, I'll go Clemson. Um, I you know I said the Oklahoma Iowa State game was uh, the best matchup, but I do believe that I think this is also going to be a very competitive matchup. Justin, you said the games aren't very good this weekend. I think there's going to be some fun games. Um, this is where the committee I think is going to get really interesting because I think Clemson's going to win a really tight game, and Ohio State I think is going to be a lot tighter. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, intrigue on what to do, um, you know, with, with these spots down the stretch, but. Um, but no, ultimately, um, I got, I got Clemson winning. I think they'll get the two spot. I think Ohio state will probably end up with the three and then, uh, Notre Dame will get their asses dragged by Alabama. Yeah. I, I just met our, the differences in our picks right now because we're all picking the same teams. Uh, Derek Clemson and Ala- uh, Notre Dame. All right. To, to me, this was probably the toughest game to pick because I, I know everybody talks about the previous game where Notre Dame kind of won late. And everyone says, well, yeah, but they, Clemson had to play without Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, well, that defense still gave up, what, like 38 points? And uh, that's not good defense. And I I, 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 don't, I don't know that I could see him stopping Notre Dame again. Like, I think Notre Dame will still score some points on him. Uh it's just so hard to beat a team twice in one year. And I don't think Notre Dame can do it. I don't I don't think you can beat it. It's just so it it's almost impossible to beat a team twice in one year. So I think Clemson does come out with a win. But I think they will give up a lot. I think Clemson will still give up a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I, I have Clemson also. Uh yeah, I think this will be a fun game. Just you know, I watched that first one and that was so much fun. Uh as many points that were scored in that game, it was just action all the way through. I mean, it was fun. So my question to you guys real quick, not to do this, but if if Clemson wins a close game on Saturday, does Notre Dame get the three spot? Do they, do they stay ahead of Ohio State? And if they do, do we get to see Clemson, Notre Dame for a third time this season? Oh, that's That's tough to say, but... No, I, I think Ohio State probably jumps Notre Dame. Uh, what, what I'm actually rooting for here is I'm, I, and I, will, I can't believe I'll ever say this, but I'm rooting for the Catholics here. Like, let's get Clemson out of the damn playoff. Yeah, really. So, so would you so way, come Texas on? Would A&M you trade Clemson for Texas A&M? Because Texas A&M, they are not deserving to me at all. They are not deserving. 
Probably not. Well, and they're in the best position in the world. Be, it, it would it would at least be nice to see somebody else in there. But it, but the question is going to be okay. So if Clemson like every loses, every playoff it's Clemson and Alabama. I'm tired of it. Let's get somebody else in. There. I get it. I, I if Clemson loses, the debate's going to be if Iowa State beats Oklahoma. It's going to be this debate: is it Iowa State or Texas A and M? It's got to be Texas A and M with one loss compared to two. And you, I, I, and you have a loss to Louisiana. I know, but I, I think you're right. Texas A and M. They're not playing this week. They might move down because if Iowa State plays, I don't, I'd take Iowa State. That, that only happens to Cincinnati. I mean, that doesn't oh, yeah. happen to real teams. Well, you know, if, if Iowa State, just to throw it out there, you know, if Iowa State really dominated Wisconsin, I could Oklahoma. see that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Oklahoma. Jesus Christ. Uh, I could see I could see them jumping them. I just, I just can't see it. They they'd have to dominate them. They'd have to. They'd have to. That's the only way that they could. But no two lost team has ever made the playoff. I don't think this year's the exception. Yeah, and it's not going to be they're not breaking that trend on Iowa State. They're as, saving that for Alabama. As much as I've been shitting on Iowa State, I'd rather see Iowa State in there than Texas A&M. I would say there's a better chance for if Oklahoma dominated Iowa State for them to jump up six spots into the top four than there is for Iowa State to jump two spots into the top four. I would hate to see it, but I would not put it past the committee to make that decision. Uh, all right, moving on. We got two more games here. Number one, Alabama, 17 point favorites against number seven, Florida. Tyler. Alabama. Yeah. Derek. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hate Florida. There's no point in even talking about this game. Bama's going to win by 40. Yeah. Uh, All right. The game of the week. Number 23, Tulsa versus number 9, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's 14-point favorites. Tyler, if you pick Cincinnati, I'm punching you in the ding-ding. I'm going to pick Cincinnati. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. Uh, again, another good game this weekend. But, uh, yeah, Cincinnati is better than Tulsa. Woo, let's throw them a parade. They're better than Tulsa. You hate Cincinnati, and I am—I can't believe you took Cincinnati. I thought you were going to take Tulsa, but you are, uh, you are what I Haven't thought we you were. Have this game already? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I feel, uh, I feel like we talked about this game last week. We talked, yeah, we did. We well, we wanted to. That was they were supposed to play last week. It was canceled, uh, probably for the best. Derek, Tulsa, Cincinnati. Uh, can I just call it cancellation? Why? Did it get canceled? It canceled. Did it? it no, not yet. Oh, but I think it will. Uh, but if they do play, I think Cincinnati will win. Yep, I have Cincinnati also. Uh, so wow. We uh we're gonna have the same record next week. <laughs> no, this is my worst week. Probably. <laughs> All right. Actually we do have one game here to talk about, and that's Nebraska. Six and a half point favorites over Ruggers. Uh Tyler, how do you see this game playing out and give us a score prediction? So I think this game is going to buck some of the trends we've seen. Um out of the Nebraska games this Watch season. I think this is a, ga- 
uh, this is a game where um, I don't think Nebraska is going to get off to a great start. I think this is going to be a very competitive game going into halftime. Um, but I, I, I think that with going into the second half, I think that we're going to see something different that we've seen all year against the Huskers. I think we're going to see a really good second half. Um, I, I, I like a Wandell Robinson big fourth quarter to put us over the hump and Nebraska to pull it out 31 to 17. 31 17. Nice. Uh, Derek. Tyler's a little more optimistic than me, so I'm not the optimistic Gilmer all the time. Uh, I, Nebraska has to score 30 points. That's the only way we can win. It's, it's just the only way Nebraska can win. Uh, I do think Nebraska is better than Rutgers. I think we will win this game. Uh, I, I have Nebraska winning 31 to 27. 31 27. All right. It's all made. Now, again, this game is going to be cold as balls. Nine degrees at kickoff. It's not going to be good. You know, it's going to be double hoodie sw- sweatshirt weather uh, down there and warm ups. Uh, I think it's going to be a sloppy game. If you look at Nebraska and how that were set up, you know, we don't throw the ball far, which is good. Uh, but cold hands. Adrian Martinez isn't the most accurate passer. He's got a good percentage, but you you couple that with along with a bad running game outside of the running backs. I mean, or the quarterbacks. Man, this is going to be a tough game for Nebraska to really score, and we we struggle to score points anyway. I think this is just fitting that I think Nebraska is going to lose this one also. I think it's going to be a 24-20 Ruggers. I got three bold predictions for Saturday. It's Friday, One, Friday. Friday, God, I'm going to miss the game. I'm going to watch it on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> One, Wando Robinson finds the end zone. Two, uh, Dedrick Mills breaks 100 yards. And three, Adrian Martinez completes over 75% of his passes. Does he get over 100 yards? Passing or rushing? Passing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what, Not by the, much. we haven't played in weather like this in a while. The, when's the last time that we played in cold-ass weather? Was it Minnesota last year? Last week. Was it that cold? It was pretty damn cold. It was windy and cold. Nine degrees? I bet I bet the wind chill was nine degrees. Justin, what was your score prediction? Twenty four twenty. I think it was only twenty five at game time. With the wind blowing like it was. I wouldn't be shocked if it was nine degrees with the wind chill. There's supposed to be uh northeast, uh gonna blow through the northeast, eh? That's my main voice, by the way. <laughs> if I was from Maine, that's how I'd talk all the time. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking wah, about anymore. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 yeah. No, uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. And Adrian Martinez running the ball, when he gets whacked a couple of times, I bet he has second guesses on that if he wants to run. It's going to be hard for him to hold the ball. I could see him choking up the uh, ball. A little bit, a couple more fumbles. I think it's going to be a sloppy game, guys. I think it's going to be very sloppy. Right? 
And I don't like anytime that you introduce sloppy into a game, it's not going to go Nebraska's way. We're not going to get the breaks. We just haven't gotten the breaks. And this is a this is just suits. This is just like sets up nice for Ruggers in this situation, right? Doesn't it? Tyler, can we just kick him off the podcast? Like, let's find somebody else. <laughs> Patrick, you're back in as host. I don't know. Okay. That's my thoughts. Let's get out of here. That's my thoughts. All right. Well, we're gonna do best bets. Okay. I got I got a two week I think two or at least two week winning streak. Every time I think the show's over, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, you don't even you don't even remember your picks from week to week. So I know you hit last week. I hit last week. Derek sucked last week. So where are we at? I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I quit keeping score. I told Derek right before the podcast. I was like, I'm not even going to announce what the season totals are because I don't know what Tyler is, and he doesn't even know his picks. I do, too. I hit the last two weeks. I told you that. Yeah, but I had you to look it up last but week. But you had like a two-week blackout where you don't know what you did. You don't even remember your picks. That's because two weeks in a row, my games got canceled. Uh, anyway, you're last. Me and Derek are tied. All right, what's your best what? bet, Tyler? Well, my best bet is going to the Big 12 Championship. Um, I like the over in Oklahoma, Iowa State. I saw it at 58 points. Um, I think this is going to be a very competitive game back and forth. I said the best game of the weekend. I think it's going to be tight. Points are going to be scored. Um, so I, I think they could easily hit 70. Nice. Okay. Derek? All right, I, I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota plus 12 with with Wisconsin this weekend. Uh, I, I think Minnesota's defense. I don't. It's not even Minnesota. Wisconsin. I mean, as, as disappointed as Nebraska fans are in their team, Wisconsin's got to be like the most disappointed fans in the country because this was a team that after week one was supposed to be like a top five team. Like they were looked phenomenal. And all of a sudden, they've just completely shit the bed. So I, I, I'm not. I have. I think twenty points, twenty one points, last three games. Yeah, I, I think Wisconsin completely uh, gave up on this season. I think they're looking forward to next season. And Minnesota, I think, still has something to play for. So I think Minnesota, I kind of wish we would. I, I think Minnesota might win this game, but at least, but at, at the bare minimum, they at least cover. Might, Derek, uh, Derek, I'm not convinced that I love that bet. But I will say there is a little bit of me that wishes we would have caught Wisconsin this year. Cause man, they they can't I mean I mean I, I think we could have I think we could have. Yeah, but you know what 20. though, Tyler? They they were coming off a two and oh. They were two and oh when we would have caught them that time. No, they were one and oh. We had them the second uh the second, second week? game okay. of the season. We, yeah, we would have had them second week. Okay. They, it was just that Illinois game. But they game. chickened out and didn't want to play us. Not according to Asher Lowe. Uh, oh, he's never coming back on. <laughs> All right, my best bet is Buffalo minus 13.5 against Ball State. This is going to be in the MAC championship. Now, Buffalo, they have that running back, Jarrett Patterson, who's rushed for 1,025 yards in just five games this year. 18 TDs. Uh, he is fun to watch. So check this game out if you can. Uh, Ball State, their top running back is out also. 
Uh, he's opting out, but you know he's missed the last three games due to injury anyway. So I don't know if it's that big of a deal. But Buffalo's been blowing out people right and left. Uh, and I have no reason to think that they won't blow uh, Ball State out of the water here. So Buffalo minus 13.5. Get some of that action. What's that, Derek? Nothing. Oh, your, your hand was up. I th- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I was... You were stuck? Go ahead. <laughs> Do you need the oil can? Oil <laughs> can. All right. Hey, a special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go big win. Touchdown!